G'day, mate. What's G'day, your name? mate. My name's Mick. Mick what? Mick Dwight or Mickey D or, you know, AU or Gary McAllister. And what do you do, all those names? Well, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. That'll do, eh? That's plenty. Yeah, that'll yeah. fill a day. <laughs> Hello, Andrew Barnett here with another episode of Crowdwork Cast. Now, this should be hitting you on Boxing Day, uh, which means hopefully you've had a great Christmas, you're uh, feeling full of Christmas cheer and joy, and you're ready to enjoy a late Christmas present. And this is my Christmas present to you, which is an episode with uh, a man who, uh, well, I've got a bit of a bromance going on with. His name's Mickey D. Apart from being just incredibly good company when you hang out with him, he is also one of the funniest comedians uh, to see live anywhere. Um, the guy's an absolute pro. You can put him in any room, uh, anywhere, anytime, and uh, he's the guy to work it out. So uh, if you get a chance to go see Mickey live, I cannot recommend him highly enough. Um, there'll be opportunities to do that coming up in the new year. So uh, he will be at the Adelaide Fringe, Adelaide Fringe Festival, I should say. He runs a room there called the Fat Cave. Um, which is a late night room, always a good time. Uh, he'll also be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival um, in the second two weeks of the festival, I believe. Um, but he'll be performing under his alter ego, uh, Gary McAllister, who's a Scottish gentleman. Um, and uh, that has to be seen to be believed. So get along and see Mickey. All the details for his shows you can find on his Instagram, Adventure Mick. Uh, that's his name on Instagram. Find him there, Mick Dwyer. Uh, Adventure Mick on Instagram. If you'd like to uh, find out where I'm going to be, you give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Andrew Barnett Comedy. Uh, also on TikTok if you like ticking and talking. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter at Mr. A Barnett. So I've got plenty coming up in the new year. I'll let you know more about that later on though. But for now, it's time just to sit back, enjoy the last of Christmas. Here's my little Christmas present to you. It's my episode with my good mate, Mickey D. So, of those things, what's obviously father and husband at mm. first? Now, which is first out of those? Like, be honest. Husband. Husband. Yeah, because yeah. out of the team, it all goes to shit. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't tackle the, the fathering alone. A power to it. Single mums and fathers, fuck. So, yeah, husband first, then father. Uh, and then if there's any gaps... Your own shit. Remember that? No. Oh, I actually was talking to a mate <laughs> recently. And you got mates still? Yeah. No, yeah. Well, he's, he's my cousin. So <laughs> <laughs> he's my mate, but also family. Um, but we, I was talking about, because he's got little kids as well. Mine are getting older now, which is great. But um, he was talking about, like, he goes, remember when you'd be bored? Mm. Like, you just have those weekends where you go, oh, nothing to do. It's a bit boring. It's like, What's that like? I remember. I remember the last time I was bored was on one of those. Was on a cruise ship where I. It was one of those ones, you know, where you're in the theatre, so you only yeah. perform on one of the nights. And it could be five days before you're in even anyone. Well, this was what happened. Was I? I performed the night before we docked in Auckland, and instead of letting me off the boat to fly home, they went, "No, no, no. We'll just you can have the three sea days." There and you go. so I just had and there was no like I was in a guest 
guest quarters, nowhere near anyone else, and I just had nothing to do. It's isolating, isn't it? Yeah. I remember seeing how many laps I could do of the promenade deck to sign. Like, I'd get up, have breakfast, try and do laps of the promenade deck just to get tired enough that I might have a nap to pass some time in the and, afternoon. And to mess with any passengers that might be early stage dementia. You go, <laughs> you just give them a deja vu buzz in the middle yeah. of the holiday. You're a bad bloke. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it was, uh, yeah. So, comedian. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 25 years. When did I start? I'm 43. I started just after my 18th birthday. Bloody hell. Yeah. So you started young. See, because I'm, I'm only a couple of years younger than you. I'm 41. And I started, I reckon, I was 26, 26 or 27. So you would have stuff to say, though. I, I still... Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I would have been horrible if I'd started earlier. I was. I still am. I still make noises for a living. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> you got to write anything? Well, why start? Mate, you're not. You're, you're, you're actually one of my guys that I'll say... Like you're my throw in any room reliable comic. Like, Thanks. <laughs> that's the that's the. Uh, although you were just telling me about a corporate where I. <laughs> oh mate, you can't win them all, but yeah, I pride myself on being able to walk in anywhere because my cousins are hilarious. So I was never the funniest person in my family. I'm, mm. I'm still not the funniest person in my house. <laughs> well, you got yeah. kids. Yeah, they're and, naturally and, and a Jack Russell. So I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, that's, so is that so that is something you aim for though? Because I've there's now there's like obviously there's different approaches. Some people just want to want to find their audience doing it the way, uh, you know the way they do it. Sort of mm-hmm. find let the audience come to them. They're happy to if you're not on board, you're not on board, and I'll find my audience over time. But you were that was a conscious thing for you. You wanted to be able to walk in yeah, any room. That's yeah, I. Thing, it came out of going to heaps of different schools and it was a survival tactic. How can I befriend everyone as quick as possible to stop me getting the shit kicked out of me by farm girls again? Oh, it was so hard, Barney. <laughs> by farm girls? Now Where did you a, grow up? Mate, it, it sounds like a kink, doesn't it? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, that's <laughs> catering, I'm sure. So people a, pay big money website. for that now. No, but uh, left South Australia, moved to country Victoria, uh, and I arrived in... Swan Hill, well, just outside Swan Hill. No, I think you're pronouncing that wrong. Swannel. Swannel. Robbed in Swannel. And <laughs> I was the only one within a 30K radius that hadn't been through puberty. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and that I, included the, the year threes, <clears throat> the year fours. True. And, and I, but I still had boobs. How? <laughs> so it was, it was a hard transition, that one. But going in for, no, and I never even really finished primary school. It's primary school. It sounds like what? a confession. And I never finished primary school. There you uh, go, kids. It's not that important school. Yeah, just, just be yourself. So halfway through year seven, which was final year primary school in SA. Yeah. Um, a first year of primary school in uh, Victoria. So high school Victoria. So I just went. Just next skipped thing, it. Yeah, just next thing you know, I'm in high school going, oh, shit. I'm well out of my depth here, you know. Tony Siggins has got sideburns. I still can't grow sideburns. Oh mate, that's I had that <clears> moment on the weekend. My I was umpiring my son's cricket and one of the opposition team had a full beard. <laughs> and I'm like, this is under 14. What are we doing? How how's this allowed? It's terrifying. Like oh. year 7 assembly at my uh, daughter's school. It's like you guys are huge. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I remember I remember though playing school sport watching. I remember playing a game of rugby league 
in, I must have been in year 11, and I'd, we'd moved to Newcastle from Corowa, and I got into the rugby league side based on the hockey coach telling the rugby league coach that I was big and I could run. There you go. And so he just approached me on the um, on the on the playground. And just goes, Andrew, you just wondering if you want to come down and have a run with the the league side. Okay. And I I said, oh, I've never really you know played organised rugby league. He goes, that's all right. I'm told you're big and you can run. <laughs> so he just put me on the wing. But I remember watching the other side run out, and you know that classic. You know how they say dogs, you know, a little dog assumes it's the same size as the big dog. Right, I was sort of the opposite. I was watching these kids run out because I was a bit of a man child myself, mm-hmm. and uh, watching the opposition run out, and I was going, "Geez, these lads, look at they, they, you know, they look like full on men." And then one of the other blokes <laughs> on my side goes, "Barney, look at yourself. You're huge." And you, I just went, "Oh, okay." Well, you so you're massive. Well, I, I've been about this this height, and you know, probably within ten kilos of this since about. Year eleven, yeah. Whoa, yeah. yeah. But, yes. So I was, I was just a man child. I've <laughs> always looked just the uh, yeah. I've looked forty <clears throat> since I was about sixteen. There you go. Because oh. it turns out I'm not a big bloke. I'm carrying. I'm always carrying about fifteen kilo. I don't need because mm. uh, I like a snack. Well, you like um, to train <clears throat> too. You know. You know yeah. You see these idiots <laughs> having to put weight vests on. Yeah, it's like I'm saving money uh, internal. But, but um, yeah. When I when I trimmed off everything, uh, it's like oh. I'm a little bloke. <laughs> so were you? Were you? So you were a, a like a bit of a late puberty, late bloomer kid. Mm, I, so, I think 14, 14 and a half. Whereas these country kids, you know, uh, nine. Yeah, well, that's what I'd come up from. <laughs> like Christ, I'd come up from the country to Newcastle, and that was, I think, the impression some of them had of me was, "Who's this unit?" Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's um. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's fascinating. But I didn't feel like I was the, like I'd still felt like a it was, little kid. It was the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't till wasn't till that kid <laughs> pointed out, mate, you're bigger than most of the guys that you're looking at. Going, geez, look at these men. He's that got, I went, oh yeah, she got a point. I'll be all right. <laughs> so um, now, forty three years of age. Forty three just turned. Just yeah. turned, mate. <clears throat> I was looking on uh, the. The A-list website, yeah. your headshot and bio. <laughs> you look distinctly different. <clears throat> Bit haircut. of a U-turn in the last eighteen months, I reckon. Yeah, I just thought, fuck it, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a mowie. I'm gonna get the mohawk happening. Now, look, some would accuse <laughs> you of a midlife crisis. I'm oh, not that guy. <clears throat> You're very kind because <laughs> it, it screams midlife crisis, doesn't it? But that's the thing, um, and it's. The wolf, my wife, will hear this podcast and go, you've just lifted my stuff. My wife wrote a real good bit of uh, stuff about mi- a midlife crisis. It's just like, no, it's a it's a refocus. It's like who you're comfortable with who you are. What would you like to do? How would you like to, you know, Be present yourself? Yeah. And yeah. I just wanted, I always wanted a haircut like this. I got it. And I thought, okay, yeah. All right, I can pull that off. I, I like you know. it. It looks good. It actually, it does scream a little to your personality too. You've uh, like, but I forget sometimes that I might look a bit like a you more know, intimidating. Might, yeah, than you. and ah, uh, oh, you have to. What's what you're saying? You know, you realise ah, oh, fuck, that's right. Like I was the first few shows, bringing big energy with a head like this, uh, on the you know feet dangling over the edge of the stage, going yeah, pour it, and people are like oh Jesus. <laughs> Just yeah. settle down, and I'm like, oh yeah, I look like a thug. Yeah, it's 
That's that is. I, I've always said that's hard to know how you're being perceived, mm. and especially with comedy too. Sometimes you don't realise until the way you're doing it's not working. Oh, actually, I've changed something here. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's your appearance or whatever. That's um, yeah. Because for me, I see you with that, and because I knew you or know you, me. That's. To me, that screams, oh, this is a guy who thinks it's fun to have a cool haircut. Like yeah, that. let's go and have some fun with it. Yeah, like it's a, it, it suits the <clears throat> you're, you're one of these blokes whose inner child is still close to the surface in terms of your approach to. So I, I cut him a deal. Yeah. I said he always wanted this haircut. We gave it a run. I thought, oh, God, I guess we could keep that. It's a bit of a piss take. If I can, you know, make a, a nana smile with a head like this, it's. Uh, it's a nice universe, you know. That's that's interesting. And back on the on the midlife crisis things, I was thinking about this today too, because the I I think that if you get to forty or whatever age, mm. and you're not having some sort of midlife crisis, are you paying attention? Like, yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, there's a reason it's a cliche. Mm, yeah, because people have finally you've got around to servicing their needs or. Yeah, people look at it as a, it's a bad thing. It's like, well, <clears throat> well, yeah, everything all right, mate? You know, uh, yeah, what's yeah. going on with your hair? It's like, well, uh, I just want an haircut like this. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, you're allowed to. You can express yourself how you want. And it's, it's such a great era we're in where people can, you know, be themselves. Yeah. And encouraged to be themselves. That's, uh, that's well, before, before I finish that thought, what I want to, do is I've just realised for the audio version of this we haven't actually described what your current haircut looks yeah. like. Do you want to do you want to describe to the people on their jog or yeah yeah g'day listeners. So I've got about what would you say an inch and a half of um, mohawk straight out the top of the head, straight down the middle. Got a classic kind of runway strip down the middle of the head. Don't know why I'm closing my eyes to describe myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I could just, just look at the screen. Yeah, 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 we've got a what? long monitor. <laughs> a lot of people describe, you know, I beat them to the punch and say it looks like I've uh, glued a rat down the <laughs> middle of my head because it tavers off into a rat's tail at the back. Uh, a good bit of trashy regrowth at the moment that I like. It used to yeah. be a blue mohawk. The blue's washed out to like this murky, greeny, shitty, yellowy colour. Um, but that's the thing when you you got it like this punky kind of hairdo like this, it just gains momentum with a bit of regrowth. You look like a bit of a trash bag. It's good. Well, it looks it looks like <laughs> you mean to have it at this point. You're yeah, like, oh, there's a guy who needs to read. It. He's committed to this. Lifestyle. Yeah, he's he's made he's held on to this mistake. Or, or when I go to re-shave, well, you know you're really committed if you shave the sides of your head mm. down to zero and then get the foils out. Yeah, I like. I just like the feel of the barber just getting the foil out on the side of your head. I love the idea that um, the, the your approach is similar, like you know, to look young and cra like cra like you know, have the crazy haircut <laughs> is not that dissimilar to the ladies getting the blue rinse. Yeah, so I just uh, you have to block out ninety minutes. You have to chat about all the same stuff. You know, it's. Are you I up on your sleep. magazines? No, I have a snooze. <laughs> really? I, yeah, they put the they put the foils in and. Like, I am like a nana, mate. I, it's a bit of, how would you like your hair cut, sir? In silence. 
And then I'll have a bit of a snooze while the while the colour's dissolving. Mate, that's, you know what it looks like at the moment too is because because yeah. you've got the blue, mm-hmm. you can still see the blue. There's there's the, the nice blonde where obviously they peroxide the dark, yep, and then yep. you've got the the regrowth at the bottom. I love the regrowth. It's like the it's like Neapolitan ice cream in a haircut. You know <laughs> it what is. I mean? Like you've got it looks at the moment because the regrowth's really even too. It yeah. looks uh, it looks on purpose. But it also screams like that's not. Oh, this isn't a guy who got his hair cut for a weekend and yeah, it's not hasn't a dare. Changed it yet? He's this is a guy who he, who does this. This is part of the cycle. Or he's a stick, a sick, stubborn man. This guy. <laughs> yes, he just can't let go. He's a sick, stubborn man who knows who he is, though. That's the main thing. That's the thing. I think I'm probably like I. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. I I get the mid not midlife crisis, but that thing. Have of we like, agreed? All of a sudden, it's a midlife crisis. No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yes, I think. I, I just think. snuck it in. Yeah. <clears throat> no, just. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Is Mickey having a midlife crisis? I'm not, what are your me. socials, Mickey? Tell help people. Help me. <laughs> uh, find me on Adventure Mick, and you can yeah. weigh in yourself. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> no, but like that. That I love that decision you made to go. You know what? I always wanted this. I'm, I owe me. Yeah. You know, and you know, I think I've done myself a service because the occasionally, like during the school pickup, these you know young kids will look up at you and go, "Oh, awesome haircut," and it's like that's the age I wanted a haircut like this. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I, that, I got there in the end. You know. Yeah. Which is helping helping you stay in touch with that sense of fun. Yeah. Which um. Which is something that I was going to say. When, so when you and I first met, uh, well, we first sort of hung out together, we did a cruise oh, together. The Carnival Spirit. The Carnival Spirit. <laughs> and um, which for people who aren't aware, Carnival cruises um, are a bit different to a lot of the other cruises in that you've got to have your five 30-minute sets. Yep, a lot of material. Two have to be family-friendly. And that that is literally, you know, anything from four-year-olds in the front row. Yeah. And the way I describe it to comics who haven't done it is is the key to that is mostly just saying poo and wee enough while you tell jokes they don't understand to their parents and grandparents who are sitting behind them. Yeah. So, um, but that obviously very intimidating, like in terms of, oh, that was my first carnival cruise. I hadn't done the two and a half hours. So I was, one, I was stressed about that. Two, I was coming off, I just had a... Uh, Little little holiday in New Zealand with my yeah, wife for right. our tenth wedding anniversary, and then so she she flew home to look after the kids and and go back to work. Um, and I stayed on in New Zealand, did a couple of gigs there, and then was was meeting this cruise ship. I think I flew from New Zealand to I think I we picked up in Umea. Yes, and so. I was like I'm I'm a massive like as much as I make fun of my kids on stage and whatever else I am uh, I'm a bit of a softie in that I get um, I I when I'm away from my kids for a long period of time I really miss them yeah like I get, I can get real sort of sad and so the combination of all those things going into that cruise was I could have been that could have been just a miserable cruise for me uh, like in terms yeah. of out of your, feeling like you're out of your depth work-wise, feeling like you'd just rather be home with the kids, um, all that stuff, sort of new experience, which I naturally, not my, like I, I'm a bit, can get a bit set in my ways mm. in terms of like, <laughs> no, I, I try and push myself to get out of my comfort zone. Yep. But your approach on that cruise was, and it was magic in that 
your whole outlook was like, no, no, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like we forget, hard, don't we? It's hard to do the, you know, five half hours, but don't worry about it. It's fun. The whole job is fun. And you and I had this best routine. Yes. And that changed my outlook completely in terms of how to approach all that stuff. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be fun. This is what I was hoping I'd yeah. be able to do. Like, do yeah, gigs to... You're leading them. Because the job's half done on a cruise ship. You just go get get in the room with them. You know, because mm. you've, you've had similar experiences all day, right? Yeah. Well, not really, because we're training. And yeah. we're trying to not eat a, a... They're not even plates on a ship. No. Yeah, they're platters. <laughs> and people are still in a rush. And, and isn't it weird? You get that panic. It's like, well, they're shoveling. I've got to shovel too. Oh, maybe yeah. the maybe the boat's running out, mate. And that, that's the thing. Like you, <coughs> like you see it first day. Everyone's loading plates up and stuff. And then you're like, oh, you know what? After a few, you've done a couple of them. You're like, oh, no, no, no. This buffet will be here tomorrow as well. Like, mate, I come off. It'll be here in 15 minutes if I'm still hungry. It'll yeah. be here, it'll be here an hour if I'm hungry. And you just scraped all those scraps. Yeah. So what are you doing? I come off the ship with gout. What? Yeah. You don't even drink. I that know. Is that is, what an advert, right? <laughs> and to add to it, I was eating clean, yeah, clean as you can. So no, no to little carbs, right? Um, what set me off was the uh, the preservatives or whatever kind of nasties were in the ham steaks. The ham steaks. So I'm not, you I do go like and, a ham steak. Oh mate, I've got a soft. St- <laughs> <laughs> those rubbery little ham yeah. steaks. I'd have. Three poached eggs and two ham steaks there um, because it was just a protein and yeah. chewy, you know. Uh, and then I've gone, well, I was still maintaining 70 to 100K a week, even on the ship. So I was in good nick uh, ten, at the stage, about seven years off the booze. And I've gone, why is my toe hurt? And I go, I don't remember clipping must, my toe. Must have injured it while I yeah, was running. Oh, the starboard side of the ship. <laughs> it just snuck up on me. But it was fucking gout. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and the sti- I don't know why there's such a stigma to it. It's just, um, but yeah. You I f- maintain gout <clears throat> is, will and will always be the only disease you can always make fun of. Yeah. It's just funny. Oh. It's, I, I've got a couple of lines <laughs> with gout, and when, if you do them in the right, like, it depends in different room. I always, uh, yeah. When it gets the laugh, it gets the knowing laugh. You know you oh, hear it. Oh, oh. <laughs> and further to that, you can even drop in Alipurin and, <laughs> yeah. and they go, hey, hey. you know their meds. I'm like, yeah, I don't know your meds. I had to take a course, the bastards. Yeah. <laughs> For a different reason than most of you, evidently. I remember I did a gig. I did a... Um, I did a gig years ago for a, uh, a council on the Central Coast's outdoor workers. Oh, yes. So they're, um, they're the guys that aren't allowed to work indoors. Yep. <laughs> So good, it was a, it was a great gig. And they all had a t- the tan line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah great. Oh, mate, they they all had sunny tan lines. Watched it like the whole thing. <laughs> yes. But these blokes, I did uh, I did some gag about, and I made fun of gout, and I made fun of the the blood pressure in the room. And, <laughs> you know, anyway, as as I'm getting paid at the end, the guys um the guy uh was. <laughs> Was paying me. He goes, he goes. Oh mate, that was so good. <laughs> I tell you, when you were talking about gout, mate, last two days I've been laid up in bed. I, I didn't think I was going to make it to this. As they're bringing out the oysters and prawns, he's got. Oh, save me some. <laughs> like, no, mate, mate. No. You're going right back to where you came like from. A, moments from a flare up. Yeah, because you you feel it coming on, and you're thinking, now come on, let's let's unpack the last two of hours. Have you sustained a sharp? 
kind of thud to that. No, here it is again. <laughs> Brace yourself because it, it just comes on hard. You need to uh, – so listeners, you just need to get it in you quickly. So bicarb. Bicarb. Three, yep. So a pint glass of water. Yep. Three teaspoons. Go four. Just whack four teaspoons of bicarb soda in there. Stir it. Neck it. Why neck it? Because it tastes fucking awful. Get it done. You just need to balance out your pH because, yeah, uh, uric, high levels of uric acid mm. build up, form sharp little crystals, and they like little thumb joints, toe joints. and Oh, mate. A bit rock and roll, this podcast, yeah. mate. I'm a 43-year-old talking about gout. <laughs> oh, this will bring the young <laughs> listeners in for sure. Yeah. Keep, your, keep, your, keep your minerals up. Yeah, you've, you've joined the gout <laughs> treatment hour. Brought to you by Alipurin. <laughs> oh man, so you got gout on a ship? Yeah, because you don't drink. Like that no. was, that was the other thing I um, really enjoyed. You and I had a really good routine on that ship. Mm. But one of the things I I enjoyed about um, hanging out with you was you were, you you don't drink at all, um, but still, you know, we go we go to the crew bar after the gig and yeah. you'd sit and have soda waters and I'd have a couple of beers and it was. The, you'd still as social, like it wasn't, yeah, it gotta, wasn't that. you got to take it in. I will get the hell out of there if someone's on the turn. Yep. Or it gets, which is tricky because my main, my main love out of all the stage stuff is my late show. So mm. off we drag out, a, you know, a lot of regulars come from 11 till 1 a.m. You can expect so let's that kind of Put some context to this, this late show. You've done for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do a late show at different festivals. Yeah, so where did it start? It started in Edinburgh in 2004 uh, in the underground city. Yep. So there's all these catacombs that were dug out back in the day and um, the venue was in a cave. So I called the show Fat Cave. Fat P-H-A-T. Yeah, P- yeah so the Fat Cave. Um, it had been running since 2004. Wow. Yeah. And so this year we're at Perth. Uh, Adelaide, maybe Melbourne at the festivals, but yep. yeah, love so it. So you're Adelaide based, Adelaide based, but you play all over the world. Sixteen bucks in an Uber to the airport, so I can be anywhere, mate. Mate, sixteen bucks in an Uber <laughs> yeah, to the no airport. No I think I paid that in tolls just yeah. picking you up from the airport mate. today. <laughs> oh, I, bu- I got you one of those egg wraps from the Virgin Lounge though. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, mate. That's um, I mean, that that I actually was I was on the. Had to drive into the city last night, and this first time, you know, they put the e tags in. You don't really pay attention to your tolls. Well, I don't know if they have. Do they have tolls in Adelaide? No, no. Are you serious? No tolls. No tolls. Uh, no tolls. How do you call yourself a city if you don't have tolls? <laughs> um, We've got Eckhart Toll. He's he's touring uh, <laughs> oh, really? his, his new book next year. <laughs> we um we, oh, we were driving in. We had to drive in through the city, and we were on one of the main um on the Eastern Distributor. And it was the first time in ages I've looked up at the sign. And it was like eight bucks for a you car. What? But then, you, this is where, you won't often have me feel sorry for trucks on Sydney roads. $17. Oh. And that's that's what you'd already paid for. What if you had to do a U-turn? Oh. You're like, oh. There's your hourly rate gone. Yeah. Well, you miss a turn off and then you have oh. to get, get, get off, get back on. Yeah. <laughs> Costly, costly errors. <laughs> anyway, that's we are really hitting the middle age topics. We've gone from gout to tolls. Gout tolls. to tolls. Next My. up, weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I'd love to talk about the weather. Or trains or transport. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird how, <laughs> yeah, like 
all those things that were cliches you saw from your old man's generation just somehow become more interesting. Yeah. Like I've got mates now that, um, you know, they've got like text chains, like WhatsApp groups about their lawns, like just giving mm-hmm. each other lawn tips. Have a, have a look at and this. Like, I, which I kind of like, like you know, I'll, I'll take a tip. I don't mind a, yeah. a lawn tip, but it's it's that all that stuff that all of a sudden matters to you that you thought never would. Because you have more time to ask yourself the question, what would I like? What makes me tick? And, mm. you know, m- m- imagine all those times where you've... You smell that freshly cut lawn and you're going to play some cricket. It takes you back. Oh, yeah. So those giving those things a nod. I had a, I call it a breakthrough. It sounds like I'm taking myself through therapy. But it felt like uh, a breakthrough today. As the plane's taking off, I've gone, you fucking love this, don't you, mate? I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I love flying. As the plane's taking off, I've gone, I'm lucky. I get to do this quite yeah. a bit. I'm taking off. I'm I'm looking at look, it's, it's, all those little houses, and it's I sound like I'm you know regressing. Like I'm a toddler, but f- re-experiencing that joy in it again, or at least paying respect to the fact it's something you really like. That's but that this is this is what I was getting at with your approach on that ship. It taught me that okay, the stuff that um, a lot of people find annoying or fine to be like oh this is like because when we were on that ship too like passengers will chat to you mm-hmm. like they'll come up and chat to you and i've been <laughs> on those with other comics who just like it's they'll, they're not rude or whatever but you can tell it's not there yeah not their go whereas you big smile have a chat move on and i was like oh that you can do that of course. and it actually becomes a nice interaction yeah and that was the thing is that you sort of I took from that was the you you do get to make the choice about how you react to stuff all the time yeah I, I liked uh, and I used to play this game um, to it'd be the same times you could make someone go just kill them with kindness and well not that they even need killing but mm. it, it's someone's talking to you after a show and more often than not, you want to make someone feel welcome yeah, and show them that you're listening. So eye contact and showing that you're interested by, you know, listening, asking a second question. And then I wanted to make sure I've properly engaged with someone. So I'll wait to the third time, the third time they say, oh, so we won't keep you. No, I'll see how many of those so I can get out of someone. <laughs> oh, you must, you must. No, I'm like, no, no tell me more about your job. They're subtly <clears throat> trying to say, look, we need to go. This comedian. I got stuck talking to this comedian. There's three cruises in a row. Mate, I love, I, I don't mind talking to people, but my, I, in my head, I, and I, I've, I've realised this, I feel like um, that when, you know, they come and see the show and they come up to you afterwards and they tell you, oh, that was you know, really enjoyed that. That was so funny. And then I always feel like there's pressure then to keep making them laugh or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm like yeah. just, I've, I always feel like there's a countdown clock in my head going, there's, there's a countdown going on until they realize oh, I'm not as interesting as they <laughs> thought I was. <laughs> That's a quick, ask them something. Yeah. Quick, yeah. Back to you guys. Um, yeah. But it's, it's half the job, I reckon. Yeah, Be, being there, you know, sure. Depending on your style of comedy, sure. Um, but if you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to understand people and get better at what you're doing, um, you need to be amongst them. 
That's that's actually a really really good point that I sort of hadn't thought too much of. Is those you do take stuff out of that, uh, out of those conversations. I find mm. you know you you have a realization even when you're just talking to someone about their job or whatever. You have a realization about that. Oh, okay, that's that's that perspective, and it mightn't be then. But later on, that context falls into place and it, it manifests in a joke that you can make about that yeah. perspective. Which the is the amount of characters I've met and getting, finding these little isms. Mm. I've gone, oh, I like the way that person rounds off, you know, th- that kind of phrase or they've got this kind of nervous tick or, you know, he's just, that's how the person reacts to the bar staff and just seeing all these little kind of bits of magic that's out there you know have you always been like i'm painting a picture i think we're painting a picture that you're very much a people person you like Mm -hmm. to be amongst people you like to have you is that always been the case with you i've grown up around lots of people so mum and dad had pubs okay so yeah so um i love being around people, but at the same time, lately I've gone, what I need more of, which is a bit of time myself and to prioritise, that really helps. Mm. Um, yeah, but I love hearing people's stories. I love um, hearing about where people are from or where they've travelled. I love getting back to cruising again. Uh, I'll, I'll sit down and talk with, you know, the old couple or, you know, the bloke or the lady by themselves because, you know, they've lived. And you're gonna, you're gonna hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's. I think that's because my instinct is I'm very much, and my my wife talks about this. Actually, my my son, as part of some a school assignment, had us do personality tests. One yeah. of those personality tests, and he was absolutely blown away <laughs> that I came back an introvert. And he went up and said to my wife, "He goes, Dad, Dad, it says He's Dad's an it. introvert." Yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, he is." <laughs> It's like, he goes, you can't be. He's a comedian. But, it doesn't work like that. But, yeah, but yeah. a lot of us are. Yeah. And yeah. so, I, but I, that's the one thing I think that um, I, I find when I do put myself out of my comfort zone and try and actually engage with people, it is always rewarding. It's just that mm. having to remind myself to do it. I find I have a lot more courage um, with company. Like, yeah. you're on the ship with me. I felt more comfortable we're going to you know we've got each other you can ask that second and third question whereas i'm looking forward to going back to anywhere with my my son get him i was going to take him to kenya this january but flights back to the uk are so expensive but i've got my little mate who'll be six in a couple of couple of weeks um and taking it was your first cruise mm. so i took great pleasure in seeing stuff fresh through your eyes yeah i've gone okay let's go here and see what you think of this so i've gone yeah it is awesome but so to see that through my son's eyes at the melbourne comedy festival this year taking him to see his first big city because we're from adelaide yeah. no, no tolls <laughs> yeah um what was that beep in the yeah, car it's like, well, that's oh, a soul mate oh, that's, that's, you know what that was that was <laughs> eight bucks link. coming out of someone's he starts account. shaking <laughs> i don't like that noise I'm like, mate there's three more tunnels and then we'll be at the hotel but it, yeah so to see see stuff again through fresh eyes to re i think that's what i felt today on the flight as we're taking mm. off i've gone this is pretty awesome um, but we take it for granted. Every time I come to Sydney, I want to grab people by the 
by the shoulders and go, have a look out the window. We're going over the Harbour Bridge. But it's, you know. I did, I, years ago, I had, a, I had a job where I um, I worked in, I was in North Sydney and I used to catch the train most days. And I tried to, when I remember when we when I first started working there, it was like, I was like, hey, how good is this? Mm. Like the sun would be coming up, depending on what time of year it was, as I was going over the harbour. And you just sort of see that early morning going over the harbour bridge. Oh, iconic. I, I loved it. But then I started noticing barely anyone was looking up because yeah. they're, they're reading, they're doing whatever because it's the regular commute. It baffled me. And that was, that was one of the things I tried to really consciously no matter what I was doing, reading, whatever on the thing, I was like, okay, I don't want to be the guy who doesn't appreciate going across the Harbour Bridge. Because, like, back to that that kid, mm. he, I, I grew up in the bush. That that was amazing, the Harbour yeah. Bridge. We loved crossing the Harbour Bridge. So it's there is something to keeping that, keeping in touch with that, wondering what that kid would think of you now. Totally. Yeah, it helps you be grateful because it's like, okay... Would that little fella be happy how you turned out? Were you true to yourself? So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm I, making good on some promises. I often think about that. Would that get, get? And I think my my teenage self would get just be looking, go. You never really did get furious, fit, did you? Yeah, you said you're gonna play. You said you're gonna <laughs> score a hundred. You always you, said you have scored a hundred, though, haven't you? I no, not in organised cricket. <laughs> well, there you go. No, so I, just, you are yourself. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> mate, I, yeah, I had too big. I, that's what I realised too. I, I, yeah, okay, this is about to turn to middle-aged cricket man. Um, I'm getting all the food groups, <laughs> mate. Is, but I, because um, I, I was playing regularly right up until 19 or 20 and then um, other, th- other things took priority and I wasn't able to play. I was working. Mm-hmm. I wasn't available. And so it just sort of went on the back burner. It wasn't until recently that I went back, or that I've gone back and actually playing regularly. And now, at, like picking it up again at forty, is just like, feels good, like, doesn't it? It feels good, but I'm like, oh man, why didn't I? Like you don't realise that you know it, it feels like there's no urgency in your twenties to make sure you're making the most of it. You're like, oh man, I I wish I'd wish I'd kept going through yep. all this. But um, I'd made no runs in my twenties anyway because I was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I just slash at everything. It's like settle down, mate. Hit, hit one next over. Mate, I was always the I was always a like junior cricket. I used to like when we were you know under age, age cricket. I used to open the batting and the bowling for my side. But I used to hate that fear, like you, you just hate the pressure, like the the nervousness I get. When I was batting, mm. and I just bowling, I never felt like that. Bowling, you have more control, didn't yes. you? Yeah. And so I always just my old man always said, "You're a better batter than you are a bowler." And I was like, "Nah." Well, the other thing with bowling is, is if you struggle, you could push that extra effort. Yeah. Whereas batting, trying too hard will get you in more trouble than yeah. it'll, than it's... it'll solve for you. Mm-hmm. So I um. I, I always went, no, 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 I'm a bowler, I'm a bowler. My old man was like, no, 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 work on your batting, work on your batting. And I didn't listen to him and <laughs> I kind of wish uh, I did. I'm a, I'm a bowling, oh, I, I want to say it, I'm a bowling all-rounder, but I'm not. I'm a bowler who just loved to make runs. <laughs> yes. yep. oh, here you go, this, that hurt saying that. I wanted to be a bowling all-rounder because I didn't have the guts to say I'm an all-rounder. But I l- now I have a bit more patience, tiny bit more, and I can... I can see something through, mm. but it's, it's such a good feeling making runs. But at the same time, 
it's such a horrible game where you can nearly ruin a whole month by oh, yeah. by a lapse in concentration. Well, that's um that's the thing too. Now, like when you realise <laughs> if you if you especially if you're playing two day cricket, like yep. you play weekend to weekend, you know you you team bowls the other team out reasonably cheaply and you're batting down the order a bit and then you're not required that one. Yeah. And then, so you might only get a bat once a month. Yep. And yeah, and then it can be out, it can be all done so quickly. I still have anxiety dreams uh, about either waiting to go into bat or the, the clouds coming in and raining the game off. <laughs> it's the cricket version of dick in me hand. Oh, mate. That you is. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's a little too visceral right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, speaking of cricket, this episode, I believe, uh, if I stick to the current schedule, will be coming out on Boxing Day. Oh, so, what a treat for yep. you all! Full of full of stuffing, and you get to listen to this. Yeah. So, how does <laughs> how does Christmas Boxing Day look in the Dwyer household? Like, what is? Yeah, how do you right. celebrate the birth of our saviour, mate? Yeah. Look, we're going to be in the UK this year. So, really? yeah, Christmas Day is at my brother-in-law's. So you're, um, uh, your wife is yep, from the UK. Yep, she's a pom, Coventry, so hard as nails. I had to learn how to fight. <laughs> brother-in-law's super, just really lucky to have a great relationship with the whole lot of them. It's great. Um, and Boo's parents remarried, so both both branches of the family, awesome. My father-in-law is also an ultra runner, so we'll be going oh my out God. for a few runs yeah. in the cold. Because that's your <clears throat> that's your thing. We haven't really covered. You are yeah, you can, you're a mad runner. Can go for a big guy. Oh, not, not a big guy. Like I've, I've got a I've got a gut on me, right? But we, surprisingly you're the, quick. You're not the the stereotypical <clears throat> uh, tall, rakey, long-legged, no. you know, sort of guy that just just runs and you see and they go, hey, he looks like a runner. I'm I'm undercover. I'm like the guy Azio sends to um, <laughs> it's quadruple bluff. Surely not. Yeah. Did did he get the package back in time? No, it's that guy. You're the guy that people get the shits <laughs> when they overtake. You overtake I, them at the park run. I'm so, what the that I, bloke? Not on my watch, and you should see him blow up. It's great because I I take great pride in in that, like pulling up beside someone and then pushing out of a, a turn or up a climb, and watch them pull up to me again, and then just slowly. Like there's rumours going around the Adelaide park runs that mate, there's this guy that turns up in a fat suit every week. He's clearly not. Like he's got this dead rat stable to his head. You can't yeah. miss him. It's got he's got a bit of regrowth. It's blue. It's green. It's murky. He's angry. He, he's he's running from his past. He's like. No. So what is it with running? Why mm. why running? Are you running from your past? Uh, no, it's uh, it's a transportable sport. Yep, it's um, great for my mental health. Uh, that's a way of shutting something down. It's good for my mental health. All right, mate. No further yeah, yeah, question. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but no, I mental find very important. Too. I'll go into long uh, long periods of flow. I'll just go in there, and I, it's where I can. Kind of unwind, do some of my good thinking, yeah. you know, process, all that kind of gear. And then um, the associated good feels from that. Are you, know? you are you a headphones in runner? Like, do you run with music or podcasts or what? Are you listening to anything or are you just... I would frown on people with big headphones on where you can't hear because yep. it's dangerous for everyone, including yourself. Yep. Um, I've got these... Bone conducting ones now. Ooh, oh, mate, they're a game fancy. changer. 
Like, right. yeah, so you can still hear the birds, you can hear your feet, you can hear the traffic, you can hear the pervert coming behind you, you know? Hard to distinguish the voices in your head from the voices that are getting pumped oh, into your head. Though. It's busy, it's few in, <laughs> you know? So you've got an underscore and you pick the right tunes, you get your mm. playlist happening and it's just creeping underneath everything. It's stunning. Yeah. I've, I've never understood people that can run without any, like, music or mm. podcast or whatever. Well, trail running, you're out in the bush, there's yeah. an argument. You can, you know, you can hear the the change of, uh, you know, the noise underfoot as the terrain changes or, you know, you hear the birds. We did that great run on the coast. You can hear the, the waves crashing. So that it's different when you, yeah, you're running with someone. That was that was a mm-hmm. fun uh, fun run, uh, to coin a phrase. Um, <laughs> Not at the 16K was... mark. I saw oh, your face. <laughs> you, and you just yeah. filming us. As yeah, we're like, hey, go nah. And I'm waving you through like a jerk, going, nah, come forward. Oh, Look at the stride. Look at the stride. Stay upright. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit out my voice. Mate, it was uh, – no, but that was fun. That was one of those ones, yeah, at the 16K mark. It was like, okay. <laughs> well, I'm to get Because I, I was a week out of having COVID too, yeah, which I right. hadn't really – Considered that it would have had any impact on me, but those first three k. Oh, mate, we would yeah, a lot of hills. Slow drag, blowing a <laughs> lot of COVID out of the old lungs. Um, probably, probably change your life, mate. You mate, know? <laughs> it was a, it was a good, but it was good. It was one of those ones where you look back and go, mm. glad I did it. Like I always, whenever I go for a run, um, you know, I'll be leaving, and my wife says to me, she goes, Nat will go, oh, you know, enjoy your run. I'm like, I won't. I'll enjoy having done my run. <laughs> well, yeah. What can you do to fix that? Well, you know, I actually, I t- to be honest, I do enjoy. Like, it's only the first bit that I don't enjoy, where it's mm-hmm. all still ahead of me, and I'm not in the rhythm yet. Yeah, and you're not in that zone where you've you've settled into your run. So you're mm-hmm. trying to you're trying to find it. You're trying to push. You're trying. You're, all your Muscles are still like even if you've stretched, you're still you know if there's any little niggles or whatever, you can feel them. They're not they're not mm-hmm. getting the blood they need yet. So that first bit, I I'll often not enjoy. But yep. then knowing now that yeah okay that's you know and once once you hit sort of the k and a half mark and knowing where I'm you know going routine and stuff, and then uh, yeah, I always I'm at the moment too I where I've been regularly running, I've finished down uh, near, at the river near my place. Oh. And it is, like, it's just a nice spot to stop. And there's always there's always a couple of guys fishing on the dock or whatever down there. And so being Postcard the bloke... Postcard stuff. Yeah, being the bloke that pulls up in the sweat-stained shirt, you know, checking his watch. You know, and they look and go, oh, mate. 36K. <laughs> yeah. 36. Yeah, they've got no idea. And it look always looks like <laughs> I've come a lot further than I have because <laughs> of how hard I'm blowing. But... Like it's uh yeah I I I get what you mean by in terms of like just clearing the head. Oh mate, and it's um because I grew up playing team sport. Love my cricket. Love my yep. footy. Um, need something to pass the time. And I was saying the other day, um, you you with this job, working. So I'm thirty today's run yep. will be thirty five days on the trot. Nice. Just trying to get make that a permanent habit. And there's something I can control in the recovery and, you know, and just the conditioning. All the stuff, all the little one percenters I can do to make sure I can turn out every day and is, get out a run. Is this another thing? Because you're obviously, you're sober. Mm-hmm. Do you, 
we, you often hear about people like replacing one obsession, one addiction with another obsession. Mm-hmm. Is, do you reckon there's an element of that, or do you reckon it's yeah. just I'm doing putting yeah, that energy I into a good place rather than definitely that. But I'm I'm what worked for me getting off the booze. Every everyone's different. People go, did you go to meetings? Did you, I went to a few, and then I go to meetings to help support mates and just to you know just to stay abreast of you know everyone else's struggles and just know that okay you have come a long way mm. but i just got a week fortnight and then just that was the pride just making sure that you and then you keep that streak going so i thought okay i did really well with that i'm um, coming to 10 years now off the booze not even i don't even think about it anymore it's like okay it's just to think it's not part of you so with that same kind of mentality, I want to go. Okay, well, let's. What else do you love doing? I'll see if that you can see if you can make running every day um, a part of your mentality as well. That's yeah. That's really um. That's it's a good like yeah. Putting that energy towards the positive place mm. and just going. Well, this worked once for one positive yeah, um, let's, thing. Let's see if we can do it again. Let's and take pride in making it happen each day. It's a yeah. priority and it's a gift to yourself. Well, based on that, um, yeah. we are at, at about time because um, we are going to try and squeeze in a cheeky little oh, run. Oh, yes. Um, so we're, hopefully we're going to squeeze it in before we have to go to tonight's gig. But thanks very much for doing this. Right. Before we go, give your socials and everything a plug yes please get along give me a follow adventure mick on instagram everything i'm running through there adventure mick instagram adventure mick uh, you Should are I a good look follow down the barrel then was i doing the right thing yeah, no, should i've just done you can we go to adventure no 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 straight down the barrel uh if they're for the people for the eight people that watch this on youtube uh as opposed to the people that download it um but uh yes it is you are a good follow because that sense of fun mm. <laughs> um, does bleed through in your social Yeah, a bit of fun, some training tips, some just some whinging, live whinging, all the all the stuff there, stuff that makes me laugh. I hope it makes you laugh. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, give Mick a follow. Thanks very much for doing this. Mate, let's go for a run. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>